Hello and welcome back, everyone. Before we hop into this episode, I'd like to say that our Patreon campaign has started. Be sure to get on Patreon if you're finding some value in this podcast and give us some support. Uh, we have some tiers, and you can support for as little as a dollar a month. And you'll get the wood chopper rank, which includes uh, bonus episodes, which we are planning to release a shout out on the podcast. And you'll have access to our Ender Chest Discord. So that's basically the bare minimum, and it's a, an essential toolkit. But if you support for $3 a month, you get the Stone Miner rule, and you get all the above features plus. You get a chance to be in an episode. That's right. If you can request a certain topic you want to talk about, and we can interview you on Discord, and so basically you have an opportunity to have an interview make it into an episode, if not be an actual episode of its own. So if that interests you, be sure to do that. And But if you support her $5 or more a month, you get the ore smelter rank which gets you even more extra discord channels and features but ultimately it's ten dollars is where it's at at quantum portalier where you get basically everything plus you get credit forever so you get listed in the episode description every episode and uh, in like a pinned tweet even so If that interests you, be sure to check out Patreon. We would enjoy your support. But enough of our Patreon. We need to hop into the snapshot and ultimately 1.14 all together. It's going to be a wild day today. So, on our first glance, we need to look at the new snapshot this week, 19W13B. And this, again, was written by Adrian Ostergaard. And if uh, just a bit of changes, uh, they revamped the trading UI even more. Also, notably, illagers have amassed enough intelligence to open doors. And you can also trade in the middle of a raid, which was... Um, not something you could do before. And again, multiple, 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 multiple bugs. Like, a lot of bugs are fixed. But, first we have accessibility. Accessibility button is now available on the title screen. And accessibility and narration improvements in general. And they've also changed uh, the raids. Uh, Raids now follow like a set pattern based on difficulty. To determine the exact number of groups that will spawn in the raid. Like how many waves I guess. On easy this is 3. On normal this is 5. And on hard this is 7. So if you're playing hard mode. Buckle up for one wild raid. And if you or your fellow, the snapshot, the little article here uses village mates, brought more than one level of bad omen into a village during the raid or at the initial trigger of the raid, you'll 
experience a bonus wave. Kind of like the final base wave you'd normally see for your difficulty. Uh, kind of example is Battleman levels 2 to 5 would experience 4 waves on easy. And the 4th wave is the same as the 3rd. And you can also get bonus waves... Uh, and Bad Omen has also changed. You can get up to Bad Omen 5, and you can only get one Bad Omen at a time from killing a captain. And each person that brings Bad Omen into a village will increase the Bad Omen level of the raid, as we discussed a bit uh, earlier. Getting a little tongue twisted here. And a higher level of Bad Omen means a higher chance that the mobs that flow into the village will have enchanted weapons. This might not be good. So if you only have one level of Bad Omen, it's less likely that the pillagers will be basically packing some serious artillery. But if you got this Bad Omen 5, you're going to be seeing Vindicators with axes with smite and stuff on it. It's not going to be pretty. So, I would just suggest that if you want to raid, don't go past three. Just some words of advice. And the hero of the village effect is, we've talked a little bit about this in previous episodes, and you get this if you successfully defeat a raid. And the effect will last about two in-game days. And it will give you great discounts on trades, with the discount depending on the level of the effect. So the more raids you defeat, or the more like power, like the more powerful the wave was that you defeated, makes a higher level of hero of village effect, which gives you more um, discounts. So. Uh, the raids, actually, you could use that to work the system. So if you want some really cheap trades, you can go around, get some loot from the pillagers, while also take taking out some captains, getting some bad omen, coming into a village, defeating the raid, again, getting the loot from the enemies you get, <clears throat> and then getting the effect to then buy some pretty cheap stuff from the villagers. So... You can use this to kind of work the system. And if the bell is rang, villagers will run into a random house and hide for a bit. And, and illagers, as I said earlier, just a few minutes ago, can open doors now. So that's scary. But vindicators, and I just love this little detail, is if they feel like it, vindicators will chop the door down. And uh, the raid waves have been rebalanced with certain waves more heavy on specific mobs than other waves. And the earlier waves being significantly less easy than the later waves and stuff. So, for example, you might have a wave that just has a load of witches and then the next raid has a bunch of vindicators but then your next raid you got just a heck ton of just stock pillager troops so and evokers will spawn between raid waves five and seven 
as opposed to they just spawned in the final wave before. So it used to be that even if you're playing in the easiest mode and you just had like three waves, you'd still get a evoker in your final wave. Now it'll only happen if it's in the fifth, sixth, or seventh wave. So if you're playing an easier if you are fighting an easier raid, you will not get any evoker. And raiders are much better at going to door to door now and to seek to uh they try to find villagers and basically try to kill them. So they're kind of basically raiding a village. They're like putting the village under siege, attacking the villagers, and yeah, they're putting the village under siege. And it gets scarier because with every snapshot, it seems, these raiders are getting more and more powerful and just a tad scarier. Their pathfinding's improving and they're basically bloodthirstiness is also like increasing and another thing to prove that the villagers are actually scared is they actually have they sweat during at all time during the raids and this these raids seem like a very very interesting mechanic here it can be exploited as said before but can also be pretty stressful if you have a raid that goes a little wrong you could have a village that goes decimated like if you fought some pillagers and got some bad omen on you and you had like r stacked up a really heavy amount of bad omen and you walked into a village forgetting that you had bad omen you could signal a pretty powerful wave and if you weren't prepared for it like if you didn't have your really good sword because you left it in a chest at your main base and you could be killed decimated and then when you come back to the village it's it's all destroyed so it can go really wrong really quickly so just suggesting that if you want a raid, I'd suggest building almost a way to farm raids. Building defenses to make sure your villagers are safe. And making sure that you're able to kill the raiders successfully without being decimated. And without being basically scared out of your pants. And... It looks like we've basically come to the end of any features. They've basically stopped adding features and have just been polishing more features. I am pretty sure that nothing, pretty much nothing will be released. At this point, 1.14 seems like it's just about ready. The new Bedrock version 1. something, I don't remember is already released. The beta is pretty stable and the snapshots are getting more stable every snapshot. It's more than likely that this snapshot might be released in April or May. Very soon. So, you can be expecting 1.14 in a month or two. It's pretty crazy. 
and we're going to review 1.14 in general for the rest of this episode. And before we start that, I would like to say that if you want to learn, kind of see a sneak peek at 1.15, I would suggest a podcast known as The Spawn Chunks. It's, it has the newest episode, at least right now, episode 32, An Artisan Sausage. I would recommend this episode if you kind of want to see it, if you want to get your feet wet into 1.15. In this episode of this Spawn Chunks, Spawn Chunks Minecraft podcast, they discuss some ideas for 1.15, and just to give you just a little taste, they discuss mo- some new mob ideas, such as uh, just aesthetic birds, and they discuss the potential potential um, expandment of military weapons in the game, like wands and stuff. So I would highly recommend this podcast if you're enjoying this one. It does not go through features, although it is a really good bite into the world of Minecraft. And I believe that this episode 32 is a really good episode to start with coming from this podcast. With that being said, we're just going to hop right into today's episode and see what's 1.14 really all about. So, the main thing 1.14 is, is a village revamp. And that's why it's known as the village and pillage update. But let's not go there, yet. There's more that 1.14 is. 1.14 is an expandment of our utility blocks. 1.14 is also and adding of a lot of new blocks. And that's where we're going to start for the moment. Is the new stairs, slabs, and wall variants of a lot of stuff. For a long, long, a long time, people have wanted slabs, stairs, and walls for pretty much every block. And they've basically done it in this 1.14 update they've so now we have access to all the different stone variants just regular stone polished granite diorite andesite all this different stuff and it's all marvelous if you're an aesthetic builder like many builders have called this the best part of 1.14. And I am prone to agree. This is probably the part I love the most about 1.14. is all the new blocks, stairs, the walls. It adds, it allows you to add so much more detail. For example, I built another hub that was built out of diorite. I personally think it looks a bit like a pumice, like a volcanic pumice that you would find in a nether. So my nether hub was built out of diorite. It had a glass floor, so you could see 
into the lava where it was stationed above, just kind of a cool feature. But a main part of it was diorite walls. If I had not had access to diorite walls, it would have looked so much worse. And lanterns as well are also a big game changer. Lanterns have been basically planned since the beginning days of Minecraft. Notch originally planned lanterns to be the forever light source of light. It was originally planned that torches would have to be relit with flint and steel from time to time, but lanterns would never have to be relit. Though people protest in the community, and this was scrapped. They've tried to introduce it so many different times. If you go back to previous episodes in the one we talk about light sources, I talk a bit more about that in that episode. But they finally have decided to add lanterns. And it seems too late for them to back down now. And they do look marvelous. Not only do they look better than torches, but they also give one more light level more. So they not only give more light, but more aesthetically pleasing. A more pleasing feel to your house. So instead of having torches on the wall, you can have a nice pedestal with a lantern. All these different walls seem to go pretty well with a lantern on top of a wall block. It it goes really, really well. And lanterns can be, but lanterns can only be placed on the bottom or top of blocks. They cannot be put on the side of blocks, which is probably the main thing that's putting it back for me right now. And they're just a tad bit more expensive. They cost basically an iron ingot and a torch. Not the most expensive thing in the world, especially having an iron farm. Although, 1.14 may just remove iron farms altogether. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But, uh, beyond all this new blockage that we're getting we're also getting most likely the new textures from Joppa they seem just about done and although they haven't officially announced that they'll be released in 1.14 it's pretty much obvious at this point that they're going to be released in 1.14 and many of people have been basically begging for these on Twitter, YouTube, <clears throat> pretty much everywhere. And uh, I still believe that I could use a bit of work, but once you're used to it, you're used to it. And beyond this, we come to some new utility blocks. We have the loom, first off, which is an even easier and cheaper way to design banners. No longer do you have to remember crazy combinations or use external websites to design your awesome banners. You can do it just by clicking some buttons in the interface of the loom. Much easier and not 
and not only that, but it uses less dye, and you can make patterns which allow you to use less golden apples, oxide daisies, and wither skulls, which I find is a big win. Next, we have cartography tables, which you can use to duplicate maps, lock maps so they can never be changed, and expand maps, again, for cheaper and easier than you could do with a crafting table. And that seems to be the theme of all these new blocks. You can still use a crafting table, but using these new utility crafting blocks, it's cheaper and easier. Next, we come to the stone cutter. The stone cutter basically can give you a one-to-one -one conversion from a stone to a stair slab or yeah pretty much anything just whole blocks chiseled whatever you need so it's fixed the long grumbling groan of minecrafters with stairs it used to be big bemoaning that stairs were a big ripoff that you need six blocks to craft them but you only get four stairs now, you only need one block, and you get one stair. So, for six blocks, instead of getting four stairs, you get six stairs. Much better deal, though still not the greatest. But, I be I... Eh, better than nothing. Next, we have the grindstone. Now, this is revolutionary. Basically, you can remove enchantments off items and get XP from them. So, you could use XP farm from a zombie pigment. So, if you had got your nice donut-shaped zombie pigment farm in your nether, and you got a bunch of golden swords with enchantments on it that you know you'll never use, instead of throwing it into the lava, you can remove the enchantments off those golden swords with enchantments get xp and then you can use that xp to either benefit for your mending gear or to do your own enchanting whatever so this is also a really really cool addition to the game and next i believe we have the barrel the barrel is basically a chest that does not need a block to be it does not have to it does not need the block above it to be empty. So you can fit it into more compact places such as in a wall and you can just open it from whatever angle you want without having to worry about putting a slab or glass or leaves or just having the whole block just straight up open so compact storage with the barrel and then we come to two Wait, actually, before we get there, I just remembered, we got the campfire and the composter. The campfire, which can cook four blocks, four different pieces of food at once, though 
somewhat slowly, and it can also make smoke. And we also have the composter, which you can turn basically any fruits, vegetables, foods, or plants into bone meal. But after all these amazing, amazing blocks with so much usefulness, the smithing table and the fletching table get no functionality other than being a villager workstation. But because a fletching table has to do with fletching or arrows and bows, a smithing table presumably would have to do with, like, weapons, lots of people have drawn the conclusion that 1.15 will be an enlargement of combat. And as I said, you, this is all covered in the spawn chunks, so if you want to check that out, I suggest you listen to that. But it's still pretty sad that they would give us these two blocks and not give us functionality at all. And I can't even, like, I don't know what you would use a fletching table for. Or, but... Uh, smithing table, I have a few more ideas that are not covered in the sponsoring episode. But I think that a smithing table might be used to maybe customize weapons, such as you're able to add different patterns onto your weapon, such as you're able to add maybe a diamond pattern onto your weapon, making a cool diamond shape or like having a diamond hilt. So kind of just customization of a weapon. That's what I'm really thinking with the smithing table. But other than that, it's not quite clear what they would be used for. That's just my personal ideas. And finally, let's turn our eyes to the main focus, which is the villagers and the pillagers. And let's start with our antagonists, the pillagers. The pillagers are an enlargement of the illager family, including two different varieties of pillagers, which are the pillager, like, stock soldiers, and the pillager chief. And if you kill the pillager chief, and you can tell villager chief because they have a weird pillager banner on their forehead, and it looks kind of funky when you see it, but uh, you'll come to fear that, I guess. But they have villager outposts, which have loot at the top, and at the villager outposts, they also have little cages where you can find iron golems, and we'll talk about iron golems shortly, and the pillager outposts are swarming with pillagers, and the treasure is at the top, and this treasure can include a lot of things. And if you want, uh, basically a run through the pillagers, you can check out episode 2 of this episode. I even go through the exact block count of the pillager outpost in that. And next, we have the pillager raids. These are just wandering bands of pillagers. And this is probably the main way you're going to find and kill pillagers. And the main way you're probably going to get your bad omen effects. You're probably going to be walking through a forest. And bing, bam, boom, you got a, a little scouting operation. You kill the chief. You walk into a village. You get the raid going on. You kill them. And then you get the vi- 
hero of the village effect, you get some pretty good trades, and then you get that mending on your nice diamond sword. That's just all in a day's work. Pretty easy. So, that's, that's that. Now we have, oh wait, I can't, I almost forget. The Ravagers used to be called Illager Beasts, which is, let's admit, a pretty lame name. Now they're called Ravagers. They're kind of these metal bullish beast things that the pillagers can ride. And they can destroy farmland and leaves. And they're basically beasts of the destruction. They'll... Uh, but they have one fatal weakness. They can die by iron golems. And that being said, we can talk about iron golems. Because... They're changing a lot in this update. One, you can get them in more ways. They're found in the cages. They, and one spawns in every village. But if the demand is high enough, the villagers can spawn more. The way they do this is they can gossip at the bell. And they need at least five to spawn one. But the more villagers that meet at the bell, the more likely they are to spawn, well, an iron golem. Because if there's more uh, villagers, they'll need more iron golems to protect them, obviously. And another thing that increases their chance to spawn an iron golem is if they've been attacked. Especially if they've been attacked by a zombie. So this introduces an interesting dynamic. The iron golem farms will probably change. You're going to have to have these like mini cells of villagers where you have a bell and beds and workstations. Also, a villager can't won't count as a villager to spawn an iron golem unless it's slept. So if you sleep too soon and none of your villagers get sleep, none of them will be basically f ready to spawn an iron golem. So an, a villager with no sleep is basically too groggy to gossip. So that's not any fun. So you're going to want beds in this little cell. And you're going to want quite a bit of them, maybe around 10 to gossip and then spawn an iron golem, which will fall down into your killing mechanism. And maybe you can set up a little mechanism where you have a zombie that gets released upon your villager just to give you a little boost to increase your drop rate just by a little bit and then have this automated where it's released every so often. Though this can be a little bit of a gamble because it can go seriously wrong and you might lose a villager. So, yeah. And now we come to the villages themselves. First off, villagers do not look like an ugly contraption of a player who's been playing for three hours. And I mean, not like three hours straight, like three hours total in his whole life. His or her life, I mean. It's like... They were bad looking, okay? 
Even I could build better than a village. But the... Yeah. So the villagers have gotten some sort of competence, I guess. And uh, I guess they got some architectural knowledge. Now they have pretty classy villages going. They look really good. I suggest you boot up a snapshot world and teleport yourself to a village. It looks pretty good. Finding a, a village in the snapshot in survival is even cooler because there's basically loot in every house. And you can kind of capitalize on, uh, well, their campfires. They have a grindstone in there and they have compost bins. Pretty good farms. Also, that's that. They look pretty good, I suggest. I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that you check it out for yourself. But, let's move on. Villagers have also gotten a new trading UI that's a bit more reliable. Has kind of It shows you all the trades right there and they have different tiers that are straight up named also they have better like actual design of their bodies also they have like a little gem on a belt and like the more i guess valuable looking the gem is the better the villager is i guess you could say so a villager you can tell villages villagers apart so if you had two farmers and you want to know which farmer is the one that i've been trading with a lot you could say oh look that farmer has like a noob gem and that farmer has a diamond on his belt this is the farmer i've been trading with and so you could go to this farmer and trade with him without having to maybe mess up also if you walk into a village with an emerald in your hand, they'll hold up an item that they want to trade, and you can trade without going into the UI at all. You can't, you don't have to go into the game menu, their little interface at all. Although, this can be dangerous because it does not tell you exact quantity. So, be careful. You might be trading a diamond, your emerald, I mean, for something... Not that great. You might see pumpkin and you trade them, but then you end up losing 10 emeralds. Could be risky, so I advise that you are just a bit careful when going trading with villagers without opening their interface. But beyond that, villagers also have more advanced. I guess lifestyles. Each different profession of villager has their own block that they interact with. So a farmer goes to a compost bin, a cleric will go to what do you would you call it? Uh, a brewing stand. Librarians go to book cases uh fishers go to uh barrels fishers will go to, uh no, no 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 not fishers fletchers go to fletching tables smiths will go to the smithing table 
and I believe, let's see, other type shepherds, I believe, go to smokers, which I've totally forgot about. Smokers are basically a furnace that you can only feed with food, so you can only put food in a furnace, and it'll basically cook it much faster, so it won't, it's not like more efficient with like your coal or anything, it uses your coal faster, but it's basically just faster, so it's basically like if you were in a furnace, but times two speed, so not, the coal goes twice as fast but it also cooks twice as fast and same thing with the with the blast furnace except the blast furnace only takes ore which i think is a little bit of a bummer i wish you could smelt cobblestone into stone and stone into smooth stone with it but you can't which is sad but now with all that said villagers We'll do daily routines-ish. Children will run around and play. And the worker and the regular villagers will kind of do their work. They'll interact with their trading station. That's how they refresh their trades, by the way. So if you lock them in a cell without a trading station, they won't be able any use to you because they can't trade you nothing. So just remember that. And also do not lock villagers in closets that's the main reason mullying is actually adding all these features to discourage players to be treating villagers which are humans like livestock that they can abuse and exploit but we all know that we're just gonna exploit them now with these new features just just being honest here but and examples of the different ways they'll interact is librarians will kind of inspect a bookshelf as if kind of dusting off the pages and making sure all the books are there. And fishers will check on barrels, just kind of like checking on the stocks. The, the stocks, I mean. Which is... Uh, uh, yes, it's pretty reasonable. Also, villagers will need to sleep. So, if you, and as I said, the main reason they need to sleep is a villager that has not gotten its rest will not be able to count as a villager that is gossiping. So, if you want more iron golems, be sure to let those villagers get their beauty sleep. And I believe that this is a pretty good representation of what 1.14 is all about. So, I hope you have enjoyed this episode today. If you have enjoyed, again, if you are finding value in our podcast, check us out on Patreon at patreon dash. Ender Chest. And you can also request a topic. You can by emailing us at enderchestpod at gmail.com. And you can also contact us on Twitter at enderchestpod. On Twitter. is and, uh, and I'd like to give a big shout out to Jack Montax. 
He's helped us set up the Patreon and the Discord. So, big shout out to Jack. He's been a big help to the podcast. And I hope you've had a wonderful day. And I want you to remember, the world up there is infinite. And 1.14 is coming soon.